Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. We've interviewed hundreds of thousands of millionaires, few billionaires, and we've covered, we have uncovered all of their secrets we found out exactly what they do, and we got them written down to about 24 different ideas. And this is where we are gonna take you to the top of the world. My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr., and I can assure you that this is your chance to be an influencer greater than anything that we have ever seen. This is your chance to dominate TikTok, social media, Facebook, learn all the millionaire secrets that are out there today. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, um, Antonio T. Smith Jr., I'm, I'm all over the internet and stuff. All that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It's going to be probably, probably tomorrow, but it sure will. <laughs> go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. Hold that. Just digging it, don't worry about it for fun. Is it still recording? Did I keep it recording? Get that. Yeah, this is what you need to know. This is how we got here. 
So right now, in the middle of the commercial shoot, right now, fans, well, they're not fans yet. They're about to be fans, you know what I'm saying? So we're about to use the actual millionaire influences and, and tips that you're gonna see right now. This is behind the scenes. This was not part of the commercial, but you can guarantee doggone teeth. As the millionaire that I am, as a public influence I am, that is going in the commercial. Don't make no sense for it not to. Camera two, you got me? You got me, camera two? That is absolutely going inside the commercial. You back up, you back up, you back up, camera two. No, you camera one, but you back up. You get off camera two. Camera two, do you hear me? There is no possible way that this is not going on the doggone thing. I don't even know if my mic turned on. Come see, come come see, you just stay there, come see. It's turned on. All we got gold, we got gold. Listen, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I am already in the process of making hundreds of millions of dollars. And I'm already in the process of doing great things. So here's the a, here's a crazy thing. How do you get these people from the car to your bank account? So what's gonna happen is you make a physical connection and then they're gonna, make sure you get all the information, Grace. You understand what I'm saying? Listen, hold, hold on, come on, y'all follow me. I don't want you to move in your heels. Y'all gonna follow me. We're gonna wrench around and wrench it off. Oh, let's go, let's go. There you go, right here, where you live. All right, all right. <laughs> That's it, rich and famous. 59 years. That's what I'm talking about. 59 years. Here you go. Here you go, camera two lady. We've uncovered all the millionaire secrets. Millionaire secrets so much when people stop. And here's the deal. We're going to take this lady from her car and then move her to the internet and then move her to Navy Federal. Don't miss it. You may have missed it. You understand? This is important. So what are the secrets? Well, it's like 24, 25 of them, and we want to make sure you get all those. And here's the crazy part. It's just $547. It's a $200,000 program that is just $547. Crazy, right? My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. and I'm part of the top 1% of income earners that have pledged to give away 90% of all their income and this is why I'm doing this. Because I want to create 100,000 millionaires and I'm looking for you. There are three things that I know that we did for sure. We were top 101 global developmental minds. We I don't know my accolades no more. We did too many of them, you understand? But whatever it is, we did too many of these accolades. But what about your accolades? It's not about what I've done. It's about my platform, how we reach 2.4 million people a month and how we monetize those 2.4 million people from website traffic all the way to podcast traffic and even all the way to monthly subscriptions. So what are the secret strategies of million dollar influencers and how can you use them to grow your brand and your company? And this is pretty much what we're getting ready to teach you. And I hope these really work well for you and you can see them up front right below this video. And I think this is something very important for you to have because millionaires are not doing things to be popular, they're doing things to be paid. 
So that's what you should do, right? It's called the law of emulation. You should find your way to emulate those who are already in success, those who are already being successful, and those who decide not to quit. The point here is, after I launched the brand, I wanted other people to have their own brands. I wanted other people to leave the middle class and I wanted other people to have the income to be the top income earners in their country. We've got everything. We've got audio, we have video, we have resources, we have PDFs, we have modules, we have mostly master courses with courses inside of them. And we teach everything. And we're doing this because we want you to have the avenue that is yours to take and we want you to keep everything and we're giving away a lifetime member access. So if you want to grow your company, if you want to take everything public, and if you want to be a strong personal brand, if you want to monetize your TikTok, if you want to monetize your fame, if you even want to monetize just your audience of one, Millionaire Influencer Secrets is exactly for you. Camera one person, can you see all those right there? Is it, is it on there? All right, let's read some of these real quick. I know some of you may be hesitant and I get it. I guess the proper way to surmise what we're actually talking about is are you willing to trade $547 for half a thousand, half a million dollars? I remember when I first started, I didn't know where to go. I had no mentors. This is before I ever got with Joel Osteen. In fact, how did I even get with Joel Osteen? I remember struggling with all these things and just genuinely having no real place to be. I didn't know where I would get my next information. I didn't even know how I would get my customers. All I understood was I couldn't stop. So I'm talking to you if you're the person that just simply can't stop. I'm talking to you if you're the person that understands that you can have, do, and be whatever it is that you are deciding. So I get where you are right now, but if your blood is boiling, if you know you have a story, if you came here to tell your story, to change the world, if you came to make sure that you made an immediate impact on this planet, I invite you to Millionaire Influencer Secrets. We got all the secrets, we're speeding you up as fast as possible. Why take 14 years like it took me when you can take 14 days? Don't think about it, because everything that ever costed you money has changed your life. When you bought your house, it changed your life. When you pay for college, it changed your life. Anything that ever stretched you, anything that ever costed too much, it changed your life. And in this case, this is a $200,000 program for $547. Put down the Reese's peanut butter cups just for one month. Don't buy a carton of cigarettes. Trade your time and your money for your legacy. And just to prove to you that I'm serious about this, if you don't benefit from the millionaire secrets, the millionaire influencer secrets in 30 days, not only will I give you all your money back, but I'll let you keep the lifetime access and you can learn for absolutely no charge. So this is what I pray for you. I pray the best. And I pray that you get your story off the ground and that you get Mark Zuckerberg's audience 
and you monetize it at your own audience. I pray that your list becomes 10,000 people strong a day. I pray that you get paid for posting on social media instead of being distracted from being on it. My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. You can't plant better, you can dominate. Welcome to our Think and Grow Rich discussion class. Thank you all for being here. Uh, before we get started officially, I would love to poll our audience. If you're part of our business university, you know how we talk about that all day, every day. So if you are on this call and this is not your first time, what have you learned so far from our Think and Grow Rich discussion? Would love your feedback. Anybody can go first. This question is open to everybody, including staff members. So I would love your feedback. Anybody want to go first? I learned that I never know when I'm going to be put on the spot. And so I always okay. have to remember to read and brush up on it because I never know when Shannon is going to have something intense to say per her boss. Um, more importantly and seriously, I learned that reading this book for the second time, things open up even more. It's like a flower or like an onion. It's even more layers to peel off and peel back. It's kind of a gift and a pain in the rear because it's more work you have to do, especially when your awareness is higher. But there is an abundance of life and abundance of riches if you continue to just peel the onion. And so I'm excited. I have learned so much more from this, going through this second go round. It bothers me that I have to be in and out so much because I feel like I'm missing stuff, but I push to be here because I need it. And so that says a lot for me because I don't push to give my time too much unless it's gonna serve me and the people that I love in the um, highest form. So I'm excited and I love the class and I have learned that you can learn a lot by reading a book more than once. <laughs> Lots of insight. So definitely agree about Pillar the Onion. This is my second time around with this book. And there are things that my awareness didn't catch the first time around. And then there are things that my awareness did catch the first time around that makes a lot more sense this year. So I definitely agree about the onion. Definitely agree about as you grow in awareness, there's more work to be done. So the gift and the curse of that, right? Um, definitely miss your presence in class, Shannon, but as you stated, you press to be here because it's adding value, it's making a difference. And when things are making a difference, you do what you gotta do to be here. And I'm grateful for you. Thank you for Spending us in your busy schedule, and I love your feedback. Anybody else? What have you learned thus far from Think and Grow Rich? Okay, I'm gonna butt in. Go ahead. I, I look forward to this class so much. This is my first time going. I'm um, reading Think and Grow Rich, so being able to, you know, commit and want to be eager to read the chapter and then come and discuss it. That's not like me. Usually I'll read a book and get bored eventually sometime in it and then tell myself that I must go back because I need to finish what I start. But here in this book, I'm eager to um, finish up uh, 
go to the next chapter and then be able to discuss it. I know that it's taught me what, what it has reading the book, listening to the book and then going over it. It has really, what I love about it is it's taken what I've had inside that light that I, that I've had within for the past two years of being on this journey. And it has gotten me so much closer to the light that's within me and, and more um, tunnel vision on it and letting that light, that passion, that heart, that, that desire inside of me uh, grow much, much more than other things in my life that I've put my time into. So I really love this course and reading the book. Also, I love your feedback as well. I love that you're enjoying the class. I love that you're eager to read and discuss. That's always a, um, I guess, a difficult thing for me to do because I do get bored with books easily too. Sometimes I put it down and I start something else and I was like, oh, well, maybe I need to go back to the other book. But I do agree with you as well. Um, Think and Grow Rich really does make you want to keep going and keep reading if you're willing to receive it and i love that you have a burning desire to keep showing up so i am so proud of you chantel if you don't know chantel's story you need to check her out she's doing amazing things she's in florida now so girl get your prosperity so proud of you congratulations on all of your success looking forward to great things coming from chantel thanks for your feedback that makes me think of um last week insight on last week real quick antonio said um the road to prosperity prosperity does not have arguments in it. <laughs> mm. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Road to prosperity does not have arguments in it. I'm sure that's going to come up time and time again. Anybody else? What have you learned so far? Hello. 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 Um, what I am getting out of this book is it's stretching me. It's stretching me way beyond anything that I could ever uh, got just by reading it because it's the class. It's the, it's the insight that everybody, when everybody speaks, um, everyone is, it's hard to explain, but everyone is speaking, everyone's giving their own insight and whatever they're saying, I'm open to and I'm listening and I'm learning not just from the book, but I'm learning from everybody else, and I'm getting to learn who people are, and it's helping me design who I am, and it's helping me um, look at as who I am, how I am, what's important to me, and most importantly, it's helping me realize that I do have desires, and I deserve them. Boom. I see always, as usual, drop the mic. Who else feels stretched? from reading Think and Grow Rich, whether this is your first or second time or third or fourth time reading the book. If this book isn't stretching you, I'm pretty sure you're not reading the book because this book drags every chapter and happening with Antonio's feedback and discussion and facilitation. Yeah, if you're not being stretched, I'm not sure if you're even paying attention because he drags, the book drags, and then y'all have questions and yeah, it's just too much. Definitely feel stretched. Definitely feel an onion. Definitely feel anxious and excited to come to class every Wednesday and discuss this book. What else have you learned thus far from the book, from the discussion? Anybody else? I think it's just that, oh. I don't know if it's the book, because I've read the book. The book didn't stretch me like this. It's this class that's stretching me, <laughs> stretching my mind and everything to new dimensions. 
Yes, definitely. You're stretching people's minds, Antonio. Someone else will talk about that. Carol, is that you? Yeah. Um, one of the things that, that I find so fascinating about this Wednesday um, class is that we read the book and we get this information and we're sucking all of this in, but we got all this energy that goes on and mm -hmm. all the information that's coming from everybody else has those same kind of qualities that we're looking for and it's being discussed and felt. And that's what I love about it. So that when you're learning something that you're interested in and then there's stories behind it, you remember it and you retain it so much more. And then you look forward to the next time. It's like, okay, what, what's gonna be next? You know, what, what, what other things can we pull out of that book? Cause it's a great book, but if you're just reading it, it's a story. Mm. And it doesn't become real until it's tangible in, in conversations. And that's what I love about Wednesday. Love it. Thank you. Love the energy in this class. I love everyone is so excited uh, to jump on the call. Uh, we get messages all throughout the week asking for extra days. We can't do extra days, but it's great to hear that. Does that make you feel good, Antonio? Love the energy here. Thank you all for helping with that. Thank you for your feedback, Ms. Carol. Grace uh, is getting settled. So, Brian, I think I heard your voice. What have you learned thus far from Think and Grow Rich? Uh, yes, uh, thus far from Think and Grow Rich, I've learned the power of auto-suggestion and that we are exactly where we are. We are who we are. And we have what we have because of our auto-suggestion. Many times we believe to have this or believe to want this or desire for this, which is greater than what we currently are. But until we change our mindset and change the auto-suggestion about what we're trying to receive or about what we're trying to pursue, we'll never actually acquire that into our lives. So it will always be a distant dream for us and it will never become a reality because our auto-suggestion always rejects the fact of it becoming a reality in our conscious mind. But and I love the fact I can get this on audiobook. Definitely, definitely. Who else has paid more attention to their auto-suggestion in the last the two weeks we've discussed this? Yeah. That auto-suggestion is a killer if you allow it. Great feedback, Brian. Thank you. Grace, you ready? Go ahead, Grace. Uh, okay. Can you hear me? Uh, I'm about to piggyback off of Brian with the auto-suggestion. <clears throat> this is my third time reading the book. And the first two times, I just read the words and didn't receive anything. Uh, and this third time, my auto-suggestion was like, girl, the third time is not the charm. We ain't receiving this. Yes, we, okay. Because I told myself we'll be open this year. And auto-suggestion was like, girl, stop lying. You are not. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I had somebody to tell me, make sure you don't get alerted to positivity. And I said, okay. So we are going to receive this in auto-suggestion. I'm going to tell auto-suggestion, thank you for sharing. But we are going to be open and to receive this book this year because in order to grow rich, you must think because thoughts become things. And if I continue to reject and not receive, 
I won't grow rich. I will continue to grow in abundance of poverty. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to add to that. I won't repeat what she just said, but I agree, and I'm sure so many other people can relate to what she just said. Who else? What have you learned thus far from Think and Grow Rich in or this class? Anybody? Diana? Well, like Grace, this is my third time reading it, and I realized that, like Shannon said, when you read a book more than once, you get something different out of it. And this year, I've had I've had more revelations this year than I have in, in the previous years, especially with a higher level of awareness. The auto suggestion, the auto suggestion chapter did hit me as well because I realized how much I have grown, but at the same time that I'm, I still need to check my auto-suggestions from time to time. I can just say this year I have learned more this year than I have any of the other years because I actually have been more open this year in reading it as well as because my level of awareness is higher, picked up on more. There it is. Openness. I remember the first year we read it, last year we read it, Shannon said her burning desire was just to be open. And at first I didn't get it. But as the class went on, I was like, okay, I get it. I get why she has a burning desire to be open. And it's so awesome to hear so many of you having that same burning desire. And ironically, you're the ones who are saying, I'm getting more out of this book this year than I did last year. When you are closed-minded, you can't receive new information. Therefore, you're not you're thinking and growing rich, just not rich in prosperity, rich in poverty. So um, that's great feedback. I love what I'm hearing so far. Anybody else, what have you learned from Brother Napoleon Hill and Bishop Antonio T. Smith Jr.? <laughs> Anybody else? I don't want to call anybody, but I really, anybody else freely want to say what they learned for Thinking Grow Rich? Okay. Tim, can okay. I add something right quick? Always. Okay, just in the in the in the in the line of talking about being open, the reason why I said that was so it it it, it hit my head like a ton of bricks because at the time that we started reading this book I wasn't receiving Antonio I wasn't receiving anything that he was saying I wasn't receiving his teaching because it was something that was so different and it was something that was just really bumping up against me at the time because I was shifting and so I had to be open in the class because I had to work to be open to receive him and so when we read these types of texts, the wording in the book is profound. The wording in the book read with an open mind will touch you every time. Yes, this class is intense. Yes, Antonio brings it out in a beautiful way. It, it, it blossoms like a beautiful flower. But the, the, the book in and of itself is bananas. But if you're, it's, it's going to, it, you have to open up parts of your mind that you have never opened up. 
Otherwise, the book will be a dud. And unfortunately, the book isn't the dud. I'm not calling nobody a dud, but the book is fire. And if it bumps up against you and it doesn't blaze, then it's you. You need to open up. You need to get your gasoline. You need to get whatever is supposed to combine with the book. Um, and right now, you have Antonio. That's your that's your lighter fluid. That that that's that's your added advantage to the text. But the text in and of itself, it holds. In some books, you gotta reach in, somebody gotta pull it out. But this text, it's not hard to read, it's not hard to understand. But if you are not open to receive it, then it won't go in. It won't go in. And so that's what that's where I was. I had to be real with myself and say, you know what? I'm not listening to him. I'm not receiving anything he's getting. So I'm not going to receive this book. So within me, I burn just to be open. Stop being so closed. Stop rejecting everything. Stop weighing everything against what I believe and, and what I value. Because if that held water, I would be rich. So that's where the, the, the openness came from. And it was really simple at the time, but it was so necessary. And I'm glad that, that I did it. And I hope that those that are silent, those that are thinking, okay, what have I, there's no way that you've been sitting in class week after week and you haven't learned anything. You have to be shy or you have to be struggling with the way to say it. So I, I encourage you to call them out, let them, there's no wrong answer to it. There's no wrong answer, but we need to know. We have to, just like Tony adds value to us, y'all, he don't need us to add value to him, but with so many people saying what he isn't, sometimes it just feels good to listen to people say what he is. And y'all are real good about doing that. Like, I love reading your Facebook posts. I love when you all have your outpouring of what ATS does for you. And so that's all we need in, in class today is just help us help him to help you. Like, what is it that you've learned? If you've learned that you like the way your feet feel when they touch grass, that's something. You know, it don't have to be nothing like what we're saying, you know. It just, it needs to be something. But I'm like, roll call. I can make you some popsicle sticks, Tempest. And you can put everybody's name on a popsicle stick and pull it out the cup and it'll be your turn. That works at school, but I love that. I love y'all. I just wanted to add that. <laughs> Nobody but Shannon can deliver like that. And I I agree. I'm not gonna retweet her either. She said what she said, she meant it. We gonna go with. Who else, before I start calling on people, who else wants to freely say what they have learned thus far in this Think and Grow Rich corporate Antonio Theodore Smith Jr.? This is Susan. Hi, Susan. Hello. Well, you know, I met this guy many years ago, and the first week we were dating, he asked me to read this book and I'm like, what is he talking about? And this is in the early, early eighties. And so I read it and through the years we've, 
talked about it. We use it in our programs. I think he holds it up in every presentation, I think he has said. And that's my husband, Phil. And um, what I love about this course is hearing the perspective of everyone else and the different generations and how timeless it is. It's absolutely timeless. Love it. That's probably the best feedback so far. Thank you, Susan. You're that welcome. Awesome. <laughs> so awesome. Anybody else? Anthony Lee. Hi. I know you got a word. It's what? coming. It's coming. Keep it going. <laughs> it's coming. What have you learned so far from this course? Hello? Hi. Can you hear me, Anthony? There you go. Oh. Okay, Anthony's having technical difficulties while he's working it out. Who else has learned something? He's giving y'all time to talk. Look at that. Who else? Miss Pamela. Can you hear me? Hi, Ashley. Hi. Um, I learned a lot from this class. Um, I learned a lot about myself and not to listen to other people's opinions if it's not helping me get to where I need to go. Um, it's just, I enjoy being in this class. Even though I don't say very much, I learn a lot from y'all. Well, thank you for being here. You just said the greatest advice. That the advice that you received for you is the best advice. You don't need nobody else as you. It's the word who needs to catch it. Anthony, are you ready? It is a word. I see you. I can't hear you. Now I can't see or hear you. Anybody else? Yeah, so we're going to work that out because you got something to say. I know it. I can feel it. Anybody else? Something that you've learned so far? We've been talking Think and Grow Rich for over a month? Five weeks, six weeks? What have you learned so far? Michael Tate? All right. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. All right. Good evening, family. So <clears throat> I was sitting here pondering what I've learned, and it's, it's been a plethora of things. I think a couple of things, a couple of my takeaways has been to really be open, or opening up my third eye to receive the metaphysical tactics and strategies that Antonio and the book has shared so that you can manifest your desired experiences. Also, I realized that everything that we need to achieve abundance is already within. I think that's one of the fallacies is that a lot of times we have been programmed to look externally outside of ourselves to try to achieve this abundance. And we're already, um, we already have all of the necessary tools that we need. And, and through the class and the uh, participation of the teammates, we're actually learning how to manifest this on a, on a consistent basis and not on a, um, you know, coincident, coincidental basis. So it's, it's, been, uh, it's been very therapeutic for me. Um, I'm extremely uh, grateful to understand how now to manifest and put these tactics together. And I'm, I'm looking forward to learning more over the next few weeks. Perfect. Love your feedback. Definitely. Uh, Abraham Hitch says we haven't experienced it, experienced it yet. Prosperity is here. We just haven't experienced it yet. 
So definitely everything that you need to succeed in life is already inside of you. And on some level, you already knew about thinking grow rich. Someone had to pull it into your awareness. You needed to experience this class, experience this book, experience hearing other people discuss um, being transparent about their difficulties and their road to prosperity but every single thing that you need to succeed I don't know who this word is for but it's another word coming out whatever you need to succeed is already in you just pull it out call it forth as Antonio Smith Jr. would say call it forth into your experience and love on it believe in it have faith tell your auto suggestions shut up I got this Think and grow rich. Anybody else? Antonio, what have you learned? No, I want to know what you learned. After years of reading this book, I mean myself. Okay, after years of reading this book, I have learned that I don't know anything. That's the truth. That's the truth. I read Think Grow Rich since 2008. I start off twice a year, and then it goes up and up and up and up. And every time I read it, I go, man, I didn't know nothing. Every single time. Because I read it, and then I go back, and I go, man, that's, I got off track. And it happens every single time. So that's what I have learned, that if you don't intentionally, if you're not intentionally always learning, you don't know anything. That's what I learned. There it is. I called on the teacher to um, maybe help some of our quiet people get over their fears. So I called on the teacher because even the teacher has something to learn in this course. And he says he doesn't know anything. And I think Antonio knows everything. I call him before I Google something and he always gives me an answer. So what you say? No. Okay. Well, he says he doesn't know anything. Interesting coming from the facilitator of this course. Who else is quiet? What have you learned? Jim, you just joined, just hopped on, so Jim told me pull a name. I'm pulling your name. Jim, what have you learned so far from Think and Grow Rich? Got to be ready. <laughs> that need to change my thinking for one. Um, number two, uh, God, you you threw me on the po- uh, on on the spot right there. Can you hear me? Okay, cool. Well, one of the things I thought and I learned about was, you know, keeping your bills in perspective. Don't go outside your spending. Um, I don't know. It's a collection of things because I'm I'm really busy. <laughs> but uh, just keeping keeping your finances in mind when you're making decisions. Work for the long haul. Sorry if I need to uh, give you a better moment. I'm sorry. No, you're perfectly fine. We're just calling people out, asking what they have learned so far. That's what you learned. Thanks for your feedback. Uh, no problem. Um, another thing is, um, I guess, I, don't, I can't remember if it's from Think and Grow Rich, is uh, when you're dealing with your debt, you know, deal with the uh, highest uh, percentage interest one and then use the snowball effect to get out of debt. That's something that me and my wife are doing right now is uh, working our way out of debt so we can be financially free. Oh, there it is. Thanks for your feedback. Anybody else? Could I, could I come on again for a second? Of course. 
okay, because my mind is expanding and I'm sitting here and I'm really thinking like, because I've been on the calls, I've been, well, you know, many of the calls and interacting and really taking advantage of the opportunities that we have here, right here with the business university and being able to read this book and have these classes. And I'm reflecting on my life real quick as I'm, um, as we're talking, I'm like, I wouldn't have been able to do the things that I've done without this consistency here, without looking forward to these calls here and coming and knowing. And I think somebody said it, they said, I think, uh, Brian, he said, if you have to come on the calls, if you have to have Zoom calls as family, then you go ahead and do that. And, and that's what I've had. And that's what I've had to do is find my tribe. And I will, and, and when, when Antonio comes on here and he makes the words that Shannon explained to be so practical and profound in the book as they are, and when he's able to touch your soul or my soul and relate and you listening to him and you're like, yeah, and you then you you're not being so stubborn or hard headed. And you're saying, you know, let me implement this into my life. You don't even say that you just do it and how your desires and things that you, and, and and more than what you even expect comes into your life, you know, after that, and then more, I feel like as we continue with the classes, as they grow, I grow, because the last week, I did something, I was sitting here, and I'm thinking about auto-suggestion, and somebody was speaking on the call, and my mind was like, call this person, call this person, tell this person your story, and then that, that auto-suggestion that had been um, a habit, that, that learned behavior, was like, nah, don't do that. You're gonna sound weak, you're gonna sound this. And then being able to have this family here in Antonio, like just touching my soul. I'm like, no, I'm gonna call this person. I'm gonna sound crazy and I'm gonna do it. And what I received from that, from doing that has opened up so many opportunities for me being out here, coming here, not even knowing where I'm gonna stay and now being gifted with luxury oh i can't I, get me off this right now because i'm gonna tell you something when you listen and you're listening you hear it in your heart and when antonio is taking these words and putting them in into your real life and you could see what he's saying implement it to your life and watch how prosperity abundance just comes into you and you just let that old person die i am so grateful i'm so grateful for the calls for antonio for the team i'm just this is shut me up because i'll be here all night real quick y'all don't what all right let me hit mute <laughs> you could have kept going that was that was flawless. Kudos to you, Chantel. You deserve it, and I'm so happy for you. Seriously, I'm not being cliche. I am very happy for you. You deserve it. Take all that in because Chantel deserves just, you know, you deserve it. And I'm proud of you. Anybody else? Can I say something to Chantel? Yes. Don't ever shut yourself up. You talking last week and hearing how you burned your ships and you're doing what you have to do for you and your kids is so inspiring. Don't ever think you need to shut up. Say what you got to say and do what you got to do. That's all. And, and you know what? L listening to Antonio and in, in, in this book, 
what and what you could say right there and what Tempest could say and what everybody, you know, saying that to me, I'm able to from once in my life receive it. I'm able to receive that. And and you know, when you say you deserve it, I'm able to say, you know, I do deserve it. And that is huge. That is huge because you could do things and, and be working and people are like, I'm proud of you and this, and you're like, all right. But when you can receive it, when you can say, yes, it's a whole nother ball game. And, and I love being here because the diversity, the level up, the, 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 the abundance that's here is just profound. It's amazing. It goes on and on and on. It gets better and better. I just love it. I love it. So thank you, Renee. I, re I receive that. I do. Oh, great creative source, we come to you right now, and we are just so, so grateful to have you in our presence. We are one. There's diversity over this song, young and, and seasoned, as one of our fellow mates, Marjorie, would say. We are grateful to be in this place. We give special love, and we speak life over Chantel as she has risked it all. And the last time I checked, the uh, universe does not let anyone down who has risked it all. Uh, somewhere in a sacred text, it says, if you want to lose your life, try to gain it. But if you intend to gain it, don't be afraid to lose it. And we are so grateful that she is an example of, for her children. Uh, we are grateful that she is willing to die for her dreams so if she gets to live in them and die later. We are thankful for everyone on this call, from every preacher, to every Muslim, uh, to every Sikh, to every atheist. We are just in love with being alive. In the name of abundance, if you receive it, will you say amen? <laughs> there it is, there it is, there it is. I, I felt the need all this good energy running around there, like like uh, Carol said, and we've got to stay on top of that. We are thankful. This is going to be a good chapter. Specialized knowledge is, it's not my favorite chapter, but it is the chapter that made me the most money, okay? It is not my favorite. My favorite chapter is the chapter of sex transmutation. But we'll get there when we get there. This chapter is about specialized knowledge. I'm going to go through the book, but before we get there, let me just define specialized knowledge. Knowing some stuff that they don't teach in school. But let's just do it that way, okay? I can give you plenty of examples and plenty of definitions, but knowing some stuff they don't teach in school. Uh, first off, the IQ test is insane. None of you should be uh, proud of your IQs because they don't exist. The IQ test was something that was made for kindergartners, and it has no relevance for anything. Yet we run, we we created clubs for it, we've created low self-esteem for it, and the truth of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, self-esteem. Excuse me. IQs mean nothing because you can be intelligent in a lot of different places. 
Those of you that have high level of high levels of empathy, you are emotionally intelligent. People like Brian Johnson that can fix anything and break anything and then fix it again has a high mechanical intelligence. I have a very low mechanical intelligence. Point is, all of you are who you should be and can be because you deserve to be that. I'm going to try to switch here and hopefully I don't break up too much. We will see. Am I breaking up? Outstanding because I like you to see my face. See my, you can't see me now. It's John Cena. I'm just joking. All right. Now, I mean, Jim, Jim, do not focus on getting out of debt, sir. That is not thinking and growing rich. Gotcha. If you focus on getting out of debt, you're going to get more debt. Okay? Mm. Yes. Well, yeah, Bob Proctor sure did say that. They did it on the secret. Yeah, yeah. He said, I don't care if you get out or get in. You focus on debt, you get more debt. Thank what you. What you're doing, what you and your wife are doing as a unit is traveling towards prosperity. And let me tell you something. And Shannon Clark said this about four years ago. And, and then she asked me some questions about it. All you have to do is get out the grave. And you're automatically in prosperity. You're automatically in prosperity. If, if, if you just, if you get yourself out your grave clothes, and you don't even have to get both feet out the grave. You just got to take one of them out. You can still be dirty. You, you can still be filthy, dirty, have grave on your foot, and have grave on you. But most people don't even get out the grave. Listen, you could be in the cemetery with one foot in the grave and one foot out the grave. But if you're walking towards the street, you're automatically prosperous. That's a whole podcast right there. <laughs> That's a whole podcast right there. Get there. That's it. That, 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 that's it, honestly. You All you have to do is get out the grave. That is it. That is it. That is it. Okay, so you want to do, you want, uh-oh, right, disconnected. You're going to get yourself out of the grave and you're automatically mm. prosperity, okay? Because a big chunk of prosperity is simply being, simply facing the direction of prosperity. Poverty goes one way. Prosperity goes another way. There are two different roads. If you're no longer on the road to poverty and you're wounded, beat, broke, disgusted, in despair, distraught, uh, denied, discouraged, or just plain dissed, and you find your way to prosperity's road, you're automatically prosperous. It's like something you said about six to nine months ago. You said prosperity is that narrow road, that hard road. That's right. And then poverty is that wide road. That's right. That's right. And, mm. and, it, and it makes me, it makes me, it makes me think of, like you just made me think of the sacred text when the, the, the guy from Nazareth says, you know, well, you know, the, the, the road to destruction is, it's wide, you know, it's, so wide and look, look at all yeah. of that you know uh, but the other road is it, it, it's narrow and few will follow it mm -hmm. that is so accurate because poverty's road is so filled with people and they rush on it and they all have general knowledge 
And with general knowledge, they tell specified people what's not gonna work. It's like it's the walking just, dead. That, man, but they are the walking dead. That's actually something Shannon put in the keynote one time that <coughs> she put up like, see that pretty girl? She was walking dead. Man, I done quoted Shannon twice. Yeah, I, I, I need to, I look at <laughs> that. She yeah. said she won her coins. Yes, 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 <laughs> definitely, definitely. But I want all of you to understand that simply looking towards the prosperous road mm. is better than just being on poverty's road. It is. And if you start walking to the moment you, please hear this, the moment you walked, the moment you walk towards prosperity, mm -hmm. you distance yourself from poverty. They're two different roads. That's very accurate. They're two different roads. And if all you heard was money, you've been hearing incorrectly. Because you can have $35,000 a year and be the most prosperous of anyone. Because if you're happy living your dreams, this universe will find you a way to give you $90,000 a year in resources that you don't pay for. Mm. People always have free food for you, free concert tickets. You'll call into your radio station. You'll always be the winner. And you'll tell your friends, and they say, I never win anything. And you'll be like, for real, I always win. Because you carry with you the great power of prosperity. That yeah, leads heavy. me. Oh, that yeah. No, oh, no, I got you. It's only two things I want to talk about tonight. I will read them both. I'll give you the page numbers in this book. But... You know, everybody has different books or read the audio. Or this don't have a page number on it. So page 79, the beginning of chapter five, the fourth principle, second paragraph. Knowledge will attract money. Excuse me. Knowledge will not attract money unless it is organized and intelligent, intelligently directed through practical plans of action to the definite end of the accumulation of money. Lack of understanding of the fact of this fact has been a source of confusion for millions of people. I want to talk about that. And if you take thine self unto page, almost there, all right, page 95 in the same book, if you, oh, I'm sorry, one, two, three paragraphs down. If you have the imagination and seek a more profitable outlet for your services, this suggestion may be the stimulus for which you have been searching. Those are the two things I want to talk about. I break both of them down and make them very plain to you. On page 79, we're going we're gonna to talk about more. But these are the two focal points for today. On page 79, it says, knowledge will not attract money. Ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> knowledge is not power, will never be power. Some of you folk been praying for a long time and ain't got no better. Knowledge of your, your sacred text, knowledge of your deity, knowledge of your, your religious doctrine, knowledge of your culture, or your 4.0 GPA, it won't make you any money. Knowledge does not vibrate at the frequency of money. You should write that down. I can say applied knowledge 
But then that's not even enough. <clears throat> that's another cliche. Cliches are killing us, aren't they? Knowledge will not buy, gift, attract you money. More respectedly, knowledge will not attract money unless it's organized and intelligent. Knowledge will not get you money unless what? It has to be organized and intelligent. So the next time some old folk tell you, write it down, you should write it down. Young folk always think they know some stuff. Now, how do you think they got to 60 years old? You think they accidentally got there? Come on now. Come on. They didn't, they, they didn't just wake up 60. They had to go through and learn some stuff. Knowledge won't get you anything unless it's organized and intelligent. I have punched this in. I had to punch this home because y'all have been reading books for a long time now. Some of you have been reading Think and Grow Rich for a long time. It wasn't until you joined this mastermind, like Chantel just said, that someone helped you organize that knowledge you have and gave you the energy and confidence to make you feel intelligent. And then you intelligently organized that knowledge. You didn't just say, I want to leave New York. You said, I'm going to leave New York and go to Florida on this day, at this time, in that car, no matter what. She went from, I need to leave, to I'm gone. There's a big, there's a big mental difference. L like me, many of y'all been needing to lose weight. You ain't did that yet. Because needing something is a vibration of lack. It's a different part of the brain. It is not on the road to prosperity. So what I want you to do for the rest of this class is I want you, the reason I talk to Jim that way is because I want you to picture two roads. Poverty, prosperity. Picture them in your mind. Play with your hands like I just did. Or write it down on a piece of paper. <clears throat> Go ahead, draw the road. Draw the road poverty. Draw the road prosperity. Let's make it, if you use your hand, let's make it definite so you can see it. Make your left hand poverty. Now we got a specific plan for our left hand. Make your right hand prosperity. If you're on your paper, draw a straight line for poverty and draw the most crooked line possible for prosperity because it's so easy to go to poverty. Prosperity has the illusion of being difficult. Watch this. Please. This made some light bulbs go off. Prosperity is not difficult. It has the illusion of being difficult. That's why you draw all them crooked lines and stuff. It's the illusion of being difficult. Because in order to have life, you must first be dead. If prosperity is life, in order to have it, you must first be dead. 
Well, I was never dead. Yeah, you were. Before you were born, you were dead. <laughs> you, you, I don't care how much you hijacked the word dead. You, uh, depending on your school of thought, you were sleeping with your fathers. It, it don't matter. You were not here. You had to first, listen, ladies and gentlemen, be dead to live. And that's how prosperity works. And it's not that, and watch this, when you were not growing in your mommy's tummy, that wasn't hard for you. For you not to be in existence as you understand physical existence, that was not hard. For you to be incubating in your mama's tummy, that also was not hard. For you to take your first breath, your first breath, that was not hard. All that was prosperity, and it was easy. It wasn't until you gained the cognitive ability to listen to adults that you start defining what hard is, and you defined it by what they told you hard is. When you were trying to walk, you failed a thousand times, and you never said as a baby, this is hard. I'm going to just crawl. That's not what you said. As a baby, you were so dominant in your conquering, you said, I failed, let me get back up. You have never met a quitter baby. Adults teach babies how to quit because adults want their children safe and not prosperous. So you picture the left hand, poverty, right hand, right, prosperity. If you're drawing a straight line, because Poverty is easy to go to. Oh, poverty don't have no curves? Oh, poverty has no resistance. Come on. Poverty has zero resistance. Come on to poverty. Real easy for Chantel to turn around. Go back to Florida. Had she, she said she was in luxury, didn't she? Had she never moved, she'd still be in poverty. I wish I had somebody. I, Now, I don't know what kind of luxury she's in, but I want to make this make sense to you. Whatever that house costs is what she just earned. The whole time you thought you had to make the money to enjoy it. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the difference between general knowledge and specialized knowledge. Specialized knowledge is understanding that Chantel has drawn into her life the value of that house. Cash. She is, whatever that, whatever that house is worth, you are vibrating at that frequency. So don't you ever, from this moment forth, think that free engagements are all you're worth. Oh, we need to turn in the clothes, sir. Just turn in the clothes. Is there anybody? You, you are vibrating at the frequency of the wealth you're in. That's specialized knowledge. General knowledge says, got this house. I'm grateful, but I better do right so I don't overstay my welcome. Anybody can come up with that. Let me fold this. Ooh, let me clean this. Let me make sure that anybody can do that. That's general knowledge. General knowledge is don't overstay your welcome. Specialized knowledge is there ain't no welcome. I'm already welcome. Specialized knowledge 
is understanding what to do with your PhD. General knowledge is the PhD. General knowledge is me teaching you how to speak. Specialized knowledge is me teaching you how to speak to make an impact on people to make millions. Now everybody write this down. General knowledge is on the road to poverty. Specialized knowledge is on the road to prosperity. Now everybody hear me well. It doesn't matter. Actually, let me, before, let me, before I do that, let me preface this here. The reason I told you one road and another road, because those are the only two roads, ladies and gentlemen. There's no medium road. There's no middle class road. We made that up. We made up the, the middle class did not exist until beginning of the 1500s. I'll tell you how it existed. It was called the bourgeois class. It was people, pioneers, like Christopher Columbus, that was making money without the king. They weren't peasants and they weren't royalty, but they were pioneers or inventors, or they had shoe smiths. They were shoe smiths or, or sword smiths. And what happened, they were making money. And the world didn't know how to classify them, so they called them the bourgeois. And the first time advertisement ever happened on planet Earth was in the middle of the 15th, 16th century. It was, never time, it was never a class that ever had money besides royalty or knights. Ah, crap. Yeah. All right. There was never a class. There was never a time that the royal class or royal class of knights, that's the only people who ever had money until people start inventing or exploring. That's when we made up middle class. What I am attempting to tell you <clears throat> is that we made that up 400 years ago. Everybody process that. If it was made up 400 years, is it a universal law? But the pool would be with you always. That seems pretty, pretty old, don't it? A Nazarene guy said that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Poverty, prosperity. Yin, yang, love, fear, up, down, They've all been here since the beginning. Something, nothing. The great binary of things. There's only two roads. Name me the roads. Poverty, prosperity. Therefore, anytime you make an excuse for the road you're on, you're only making poverty comfortable. Anytime you're making an excuse for the road you're on, you're only making poverty comfortable. I give you some excuses. Oh, you know what? I was gonna say that, but okay, you're now on the road to poverty and you just made your poverty more comfortable with the, with, but, is that a conjunction? I always think, I think it's a conjunction. Yes, it's a conjunction. <coughs> or when you say things like, I, I, so many different, so many examples. It's just, it's just so many examples running through my head at one time. When you make excuses for why you quit, quitting is on the road to poverty. But you don't know what she did to me. You don't know how hard it was. But my car blew a tire. But I don't know who's in Florida. I don't have a place to stay in Florida, but I have my kids. No one's gonna help me. I don't have a job. All that would have, you, all that would have been you making poverty comfortable. And ladies and gentlemen, you ought to be over 
making poverty comfortable. How many times have you used excuses in your business and put your business on the road to poverty? Now I said all that to set this up. <clears throat> Specialized knowledge is understanding that there are just two roads. No matter how much I vibrate at a good frequency, if I am doing something on the road to poverty, I am in poverty. Oh yeah, you know how many nice, sweet, great, saved, angelic people are poor? Because they have the right vibration, but general knowledge. But we're gonna make this real plain today. Just because you're on the road to poverty doesn't make you a bad person, mean, uh, salty, or evil. Some of the nicest people y'all know are on poverty's road. They'll give you the shirt off your back. They'll fix you meals, pretend they ate, don't even eat so you can be good. They have all the vibration of a good person. If you're religious, they'll make it to heaven, but they're going to stay in hell until they get there. And why? Because understanding Understanding that you're on poverty is specialized knowledge, and that's half the battle. Let's give you some examples of things on poverty road. Gossiping, negative self-talk, not saving 10% of your income, not washing your hands after you use a restroom. I'm just saying. You want to be sick or you want to be rich? I'm just saying. Conforming to society following dogmatic rules, not responding to your voicemails. If everyone is connected and someone has reached out to you and they're not being negative to you, you don't respond back to them, you put yourself on the road to poverty. We can call it poor business practices, but at the, at the universalness of things, there is poverty. How many of you don't work on your craft unless you're with your master? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mastermind group. Poverty. Poverty. No matter how much you vibrate it at the right frequency with your mastermind group, you were never truly in poverty. I mean, you were never truly in prosperity. Because all alone, you were going to go home and not do anything. The only road you're actually on is poverty. You just make poverty look well. This is why many of you have a mixed harvest. This is why sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. 
This is why, and I quote myself, you get these good opportunities, but they never pan out. Because you've planted the seed of opportunity. You, you planted the seed of opportunity, but your vibration, <laughs> but your vibration says, nope, mix it with poison. Why'd you even do that? That's like, <laughs> that's just messed up right there. I'm saying that was one of my questions and there you are just messing up my whole evening. Thank you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. <laughs> I, I am excited to mess up your week about that one. <laughs> okay. But honestly, how many of you keep getting partial blessings? Partial blessing is you on the road to poverty with the proper vibration. That means your methods, your subconscious, your lifestyle, your friends, they're all on poverty's road, but you getting better. I'm, 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 I'm breaking this down. As, yeah, I sure can. I sure can. All of you All of you that have partial blessings, it simply means you are on poverty's road, vibrating at abundance frequency. And how can you do that? Very simple. You have the right mind, well, excuse me. You have the right brains, you have the right talent, but you don't have the right mindset. Warren Buffett says you have the brains, you have the talents, you just don't have the habits of a millionaire. Habits are things repeated. Things are now. Therefore, habits are tangible things, nouns, repeated. And the only thing you can repeat it's what's in your subconscious. And the only thing goes in your subconscious is what's in your auto-suggestion. Therefore, habits show you which road you're on. Write that down. Habits show you which road you're on. Your exercise habits show you which road you're on. Now, you don't get to make money and not exercise. It don't work that way. You don't get to do that. You don't get to be spiritually well, but financially poor. In fact, won't you write this down? I'm about to go harder. There are no such things, there is no such thing as a poor, righteous teacher. No such thing as a poor, righteous teacher. If you're righteous, you'll have the harvest of it. And I'm not talking about salvation. Don't, don't spiritualize that. If you want to spiritualize it, you can go to John chapter 15, verse 9. And it'll tell you that actually, you know what? I feel it in my spirit. It's, it's the least I can do. It is the least I can do. Let me, let me do this here. Hold on y'all. <clears throat> this is only proper. So everybody <clears throat> mentally prepare yourself <clears throat> for two roads. Now let's call upon the carpenter from Nazareth. Him said, can everybody see my screen? 15 and eight, I said 15 and nine. Let's break this down, please, specialized knowledge. By this, okay? This is what you call a demonstrative pronoun. This points to something that is near, that is a thing. If it was that, it would be far and a thing. It's called a demonstrative pronoun. 
Everybody got that? Well, buy something near. Okay? In order to find the something near, you can go before or after. Don't worry about it. I've already done the research. It's after. Okay? This is a prepositional sentence, prepositional phrase. By this, my father, that's a capital F right there, is glorified. Okay, so what? What? Okay, now that ends the prepositional sentence, prepositional phrase. Now we have what you would call the noun of the sentence, which happens to be, in the weird case, the demonstrative pronoun, the far demonstrative pronoun, that. <clears throat> or you can say you, that or you or that you. But in this case, if I was translating this sentence from Greek to English, it would be you. Okay? You in the far sense. Everybody got that? That's, I'm giving you like a serious English class at the same time. By this, my father is glorified. Well, what? That you bear much fruit. And if you bear much fruit, what happens? You prove to be my disciples. Now, wait a minute now. You mean to tell me if I am of the saved variety, that I can be saved but not a disciple? So what makes me a disciple? I'm glad you asked. I'll highlight it. That you bear much fruit. It's sitting right there. I'll highlight it. Oh, I can't. I got to log in. It's highlighted there. Okay? All right. That you bear much fruit. Deanna has a question, but I'm finna, let me just, let me tie the bow on it. And the reason I brought that up, if you rewind in the conversation, I said, there's no such thing as poor righteous teachers. You don't get to be so well that you're ineffective in helping others. You can't be a disciple without some sort of form of prosperity. Yes, ma'am. You just answered my question. Basically, to, glor to glorify God, to fulfill what Jesus came and died for is to be in abundance, basically. And to be in abundance is to be on the road to prosperity. Because like you said, we can, we can vibrate at abundance, but be on the road to poverty. But to truly be a disciple, to truly glorify God, you have to be in abundance. Okay. Now, well, you, you brought up Jesus and death and sacrifice and the resurrection. I was just trying <laughs> to appeal to the audience who is of the Christian variety. But we'll go down. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll go down your sacred journey. You are a believer. Okay, let us do that. The Jesus you quoted said, I came to give you life and more abundantly. All right. I came to here for you to struggle. Carol, I am Jesus. I came here for you to be sad. What? That's not, no, no. That's not the way it works. Even that master, that great teacher, used specialized knowledge. What I am baking in you all's head is that there are two roads. One road is poverty. One road is prosperity, and that will never change. 
With that being said, examine your actions of today. Even if you're emotional and want to lie to yourself, <laughs> what road have you traveled most of the day? Everybody, I, yeah, I, I see the eyes. In front. Is everybody processing this? What road have you traveled most of the day? <clears throat> if you're a good person, but you work harder for your boss, so hard that you never come home and work for you, that's the road to poverty. And if you're a good person and you love your job, that's the road to prosperity. It's not the job that makes, the job is not poverty. How you feel about it is. Not the job, it's, it's not the job. Your, your source of income is not poverty. No matter how little you make or, or much you make, how you feel about it is. Am I helping someone identify? Mm -hmm. All right, <clears throat> now I can move on. That being said, general knowledge is on the road to poverty. Have I said that already? Outstanding. Specialized knowledge is on the road to prosperity. So what is general knowledge? <coughs> I'm glad you asked. General knowledge, you remember the story of Henry Ford, don't you? Uh, they tried to call him uh, an ignorant man is what they tried to call him. General knowledge is what you all have been tested for in school. That's all, they teach you a bunch of random things. If you're in America, they teach you the American Revolution was good. If you're in England, they teach you the American Revolution was not good. <laughs> it just depends on where you're at, <laughs> just saying. I don't know if you ever thought about it that way. But <laughs> the American Revolution is not viewed the same <laughs> in England. <laughs> but since America won, history is written by the winners. <laughs> you know, so, so we have a slanted view of it, right? Which, which I'm grateful. But, you know, I wouldn't mind some tea anyway. General knowledge is just you understanding some things. I, I can give you general knowledge. I can give you special knowledge. I like to give it to you the way Bob Proctor would. <laughs> Can I give it to you the way Bob Proctor would? Bob Proctor splits intelligence and awareness. <clears throat> and what I want you all to do is, I want you to, to equate general knowledge with intelligence and specialized knowledge with awareness. It's, it's quite fair. I can poke a hole in it, but I won't. It's my argument. And with that being said, it's a great way for you to understand this, though. It's a, it's a good way for all of you to catch it. You can read the book and catch more on your own, but I want to give you this understanding that is of specified understanding. Bob Proctor separates intelligence from awareness. He says, watch my hands if you can see me on video, you can have a high level of intelligence and a low level of awareness. And in life, you're only gonna get your awareness. You are not, you're not giving, given your intelligence. If you, are, if you are a doctor, medical doctor, and you, I see your hand, PJ, I got you. If you are a medical doctor and you make $300,000 a year, and that's all you want, you've done a good job. You're happy with that. You've done a good job. If you want more, that doesn't mean you did a bad job. But what I want you to tell you is that's because you only have the awareness to make 300000 
You do not possess within you the awareness to make $300,001. <clears throat> Take it out of someone generic, <clears throat> put it in someone specific who is you. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> this was going to sting a bit. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever your dollar amount is, that is your level of awareness. That's your level of awareness. You're only aware enough to make that dollar amount. Whatever is the level of happiness in your relationship, that is your awareness. How many of you are intelligent enough to know that there are billionaires that exist? How many of you are billionaires? See, that's intelligence. That's the general knowledge of billionaires. That is not going to make you a billionaire. You must have the specified knowledge to acquire a billion dollars or the awareness, same thing is the way I'm using it, to acquire a billion dollars and then you'll be a billionaire. Did that example help? You have the, you, you know there's a list of billionaires, don't you? Are you a billionaire? Hey, somebody, somebody went, I don't wanna be a billionaire, that's fine. But do you know that there are billionaires? Are you one? It is because you lack the specified knowledge to be one. That doesn't mean you have to be one. It doesn't mean that your life is poor or you've done bad by yourself. Because if you want $60,000 a year, all your bills paying a, a fully loaded Honda Civic, and you got that, you are a highly aware creature. Go ahead, JP. Okay. Now I'm gonna edit, <clears throat> I'll preface this, Antonio, by saying I'm gonna leave those vine and branches alone over there in John 15 for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> With all that abundance. Um, awareness is what my question is about. You, I understand your definition and in the context you're using it with specialized knowledge. Could you give me the academic definition you're using awareness uh, as and also break it down to the kindergarten definition of what do you mean by awareness? Sure, no problem. Let's start off with the kindergarten version first. If I was talking to my six-year-old, I would say, buddy, the secret to life. Actually, come here, come here, Aiden. I mean, come here, Ashton. Oh, he home. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I homeschooled him. I thought they was here. I homeschooled him. I homeschooled him. Had they been here, <laughs> if I ask my, if I ask my, I call them my little buddies. If I ask my six-year-old, what's the secret to happiness? He'll look up all shy. And he'll tell you to be happy. I have broken down to him the law of attraction in two words. He's been knowing it since he's been able to talk that the secret of life is to be happy. And I've explained to him that if you are happy, everything else will come to you. That's how I explained awareness to my three-year-old at the time. He's now six. Now that he's six, first grade, I would tell him awareness is wisdom. And you ask me, well, what's wisdom? And then he, he, likes, he likes God. He likes to talk about God. So then I would say, wis knowledge, excuse me, wisdom is knowledge from God, right? I would do that. And then he would understand when he would say, oh, okay. And he likes to explain stuff back to me. 
He would say, so if it came not from me, but I understand it, and I would say, yep, you got it. That would be awareness, kindergarten version. Academic version of awareness. <laughs> okay. And the academic, uh, my academic uh, definition of awareness. Now, well, let me see. JP, you want my high academic definition of awareness or? Yeah, bring it. Uh, you want the high one. Okay. Bring it, bring it. Okay, so you want the real high one. Okay, bring I get the real high one. Bring it. I want all of you to, Abraham Hicks says, there's a toaster. And the, the electric socket brings electricity to the toaster that warms your bread. You don't ask the electricity, you, know, you don't ask the electricity to become a toaster. You're just grateful that the source of power warmed your bread. The source of power jumped into the extension utensil that gave life to the warm bread. And she says, so stop asking source you to change into you and you, physical you, to change into source you because you're one and the same. You are source. He applies it to the electricity. The, you can't see the source, but you know it gave life to the extension that is the toaster. And because of that life, you were able to manifest warm bread. Awareness is what source you understands, not what you have learned in a book. When you learn something in a book and it awakens source you, it becomes awareness. Did that help? Do you, do you, do you, do you consider source you the same as God mind? Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? No, I, I'm just asking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, we can push that even further. No, we ain't got to go too far now. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I don't mind if y'all say the Holy Spirit. Or look, you, look, you can push oh, it. Oh, 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 hey, that's my buddy. That's my buddy. <laughs> no, that's my buddy. Don't play yeah. with me. Well, well, when you think about what Christians call the Holy Spirit, what is yes. the Holy Spirit? The third part of the Trinity of God. Okay. Exactly. But the Holy Spirit is God. And exactly. there's a God on earth connected to the God in heaven giving you power to have abundance on earth. Yes. That's no different than source you giving you power on earth that is connected to the creative source somewhere in the heavens. Okay, I'm good. I'm All right. <laughs> From kindergarten to this, it's perfect. There now, you go. There you go. Thank there you. you go. Now, the spiritual version of that would be discernment. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. There it is. So every time you, every time y'all say, I got the, you know what? I've just discerned something's wrong with them. I don't trust them. Yeah, that was your awareness saying, hey, hey, hey. Hey, they gonna stab you in the back. Wait, wait, back up, JP. Back up. Something wrong with them, okay? <laughs> okay, good. That was fun. That was fun. I'm gonna get BJ, then I'm gonna get Chantel. Go ahead, BJ. Uh yeah. So and, and listen to that, that volley right there. So I got that, you know, um, 
having awareness is like wisdom, but in, in a sense, it's like having the Holy Spirit and discernment all mixed together. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I have, a, I have no problem with that. All right. So I guess uh, it reminds me of a conversation. So how is it could you that you could increase the uh, your awareness or discernment or the, the Holy Spirit within you? How can you kind of just tap into the Holy Spirit? I am clapping for your question, sir. I am so grateful for your question. Because the only way for source you, Holy Spirit, uh, what else did we say? Uh, discernment, okay? All of you think you have to grow your discernment, grow your Holy Spirit, grow your source you. It is perfect as is. You have to remove the limited you, okay? And allow source to be. You have to feed it. I have to have more conversations with Phil, a positive person. More conversations with Chantel, she's a positive person. And the more my discernment aligns with her discernment, the more we can feed off our discernments. A sacred text says, iron sharpens iron. The more I have pleasant conversations with Carol, the pleasant people feed on the pleasant her. I'm, I'm back. The more I have pleasant conversation with Carol, no, nope, not bad. Am I back now? All right, I'm back now. The more I have pleasant conversation with Carol, is the more the pleasant in me will feed off the pleasant in her. There's an old African proverb that defines this the best. There's two dogs in you. The old evil or old sick dog, the, the, the proverb has been changed over the years. And then there's this prosperous or there's this healthy one. Depending on how have you heard it. The one you feed the most will live. If you want your discernment all mixed together, as you said, and your Holy Spirit to grow, you got to feed it. If you want to talk things grow rich, if you want your specialized knowledge to grow, you got to feed it. I clearly have specialized knowledge in thinking grow rich. I have no help aids, no anything. What I have is nine years and maybe 5,000 readings of Think and Grow Rich. That's not even an exaggeration. And I told y'all earlier, every time I read it, I feel like I ain't read nothing. It's always something that my level of discernment did not let me catch because my ego was in the way. It's always something that, it said this spiritually, my flesh didn't let me catch, okay? That, that, that'd be a good way for some of you to understand that. It's always something. And what I have to do, you gotta mute that. But what I have to do is constantly feed my awareness so I can continue to be great in my awareness. Let's, let's land the plane here and I'm gonna go to, y'all gotta bring the plane back up, but let me land it. Specialized knowledge, what I'm, I'm attempting to do here is, is the specialized knowledge is when you have knowledge over something that is uh, specialized. Yeah, it feels right. Just look at this comment. It depends on the angle, whether you are sharpening or dulling. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> you got to be very careful. Some people dull you. Some people, some people dull you. As a matter of fact, feel unmute your mic. I'll let you jump in real quick, and then I'll, I'll get to Chantel. 
Specialized knowledge is having a great understanding of something that is very specific. It becomes esoteric. Esoteric is a knowledge that, oh, I'm broken. Oh, no. Esoteric is a knowledge that only few people know. The more you know something that few people know, the more specialized it is, the more money you can make. Okay, Phil, uh, you want to jump in and say something right here? No, not necessarily. Just that when, when, I, when I hear iron sharpens iron, I always say to myself, yeah, but it depends on the angle. Oh, okay. So Talk louder for me, Phil. Put, put your mouth by the, the mic. Yeah, let me, here, let me plug in. Hold on. Okay. After he talks, I'm going to go to Chantel, then back to PJ. Just go to Chantel for now. Okay. Chantel, go ahead. Okay, so my stomach is hurting as I'm about to ask this question. <laughs> as I hear people's story, and, you know, me being younger and adults, and I keep hearing this, and I've been, you know, focusing and learning and building my specialized knowledge on personal development. And I keep, I hear, and it takes time. And it doesn't happen overnight. And I feel like every, whenever I hear that, it gives me an excuse to keep going back to that poverty road. Because if we're looking, if I because I'm aware of looking at it in the sense of poverty and prosperity and general knowledge and specialized knowledge. So when I think of them as this and no in between, no ups and downs, what about it takes time? What about it does what? I, I didn't. Sorry. What took so much time? Why did it take so much time? Why does it take so much time? It doesn't take time. Time doesn't work the way you think it does. Uh, there is no past and there is no future. That's also an illusion. There is only the present. <clears throat> it takes what you perceive as time, which can be bent. Einstein already proved this. Uh, the space-time uh, is, is, is a dimension, excuse me, yeah, space-time is a dimension itself, but it doesn't take time. I wonder, now this is a complex question you asked, and this is now esoteric knowledge, right? So when I'm getting ready to say you're not going to learn in school, it is something that very few people understand, understand, and know. <clears throat> as, a, as a matter of fact, let me, let, let, let me pause right here real quick. Jim, I have a feeling... Go ahead, say something. All right, so now I'm going to complicate that question because now, since we live in the present, when we die, where do we go and where is our current soul residing? Since there's no past there's or future, there's only present. Sure. So you ask an even higher level of, of, of question. Um, the short answer is you don't die, but I'll come back to you and I'll answer both of y'all questions. Oh, yeah, you got to give me this. Oh, I got you. I got you. But it, it works like this here. Your perception of time comes from the second law of thermodynamics. In layman's terms, actually, hold on, let me pause right there. Let, let me see. JP, ask your question. Let me see if I can wrap all three of them into one. 
Okay, I, I'm going backwards a little bit. It was That's okay. That BJ said, B, BJ's question, when he asked about growing discernment and we got into the sharpening iron. And if I remember what I was going to comment on and ask, is that the same as saying, like you said, you have conversations with people. All right, the more you know someone, the more intimate knowledge you have of that person. Which is specialized knowledge of that person. Yes. And That's intuition right. is sharper. Discernment is sharper. You know more, say, what Tempest is going to do than you knowing what I may do because you have time under your belt and intimate knowledge and you have spent time in conversations and right. knowledge. Okay. So with discernment and wisdom, that comes with spending more time with source because if that's where your power is coming from and your specialized knowledge is coming from, the more time you spend with source, it should grow. I have no issue with agreeing to that. I have no issue with agreeing to that okay. because now I'm going to say what you just said in a few different ways okay. so everyone can grasp onto it. <clears throat> a, a youth pastor would say, Ladies and gentlemen, just, just strip away the voice of the world, strip away the voice of your homework, strip away the voice of you, and what you'll just be left with is the voice of God. He'll say, turn down the voice of this world and tune up the voice in you. <clears throat> that is you. That's equivalent to you saying that the more you spend time with source, the stronger your discernment gets. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's the same, it's saying the same things, just a different school of thought. So it has different emotional words that are attached to it. Mm -hmm. so I said it that way so other people can grasp that. The more you spend with God is the more time that you understand and whatever some pastor would say after that. I don't know, depending on your, your, your faith or you know, your mm -hmm. religion. But you get it. Now, that actually leads back to Chantel because you kept saying time. But you've never not spent time with God or your discernment. You've always, when you were what Jim would call alive and what you would call what Jim called dead, you've always been with the time. You've always. Now, you, your auto suggestion, uh, the church, or well, some Christians, many Christians will call it your flesh. Because flesh has three different meanings. It's, it's sarxe in, in Greek. It could be the actual body. It could be your lower, lower level. And it could be your spiritual nature. It could be all of that. It just depends on where you're finding that in the text. It could be all three of those. And it would say your flesh has kept you away from, you know, what you're calling discernment or God or source. But you've always been in the moment with God, with source, with awareness, with intelligence, with your super conscious, with, I'm trying to think of every school of thought I could possibly think of, right? You've always been there. I don't believe any of that. Well, you've always been it because entanglement says that in the beginning, everything was in one dense place and it spiraled out and we're still connected. So you've never been disconnected. You've always been connected. Your vibration gave you the absence of connection. Break it down even more. 
To remember is for you to be a member of source and you get back in alignment with that membership. I'm starting to feel good in this place. Okay. All right. To remember is to be back in the member of what is the great collective source or, or the membership of the one body. Just all these schools of thoughts, right? But you remember. You've been saying words. You in general have been saying words, but not thinking about what you're saying. You join the membership again. Then your job in life is to simply remember who you are and who you always been. And as a baby, you never, as a baby, you didn't have this problem. You agreed to forget, and now you're sitting here, and adults told you you're this, and you believe that. But until there is no time, it comes from the second law of, uh, excuse me, the only, there is time, but it's the most precious thing. It's the only measurable thing of wealth that there is. That's the truth. It's not money. It's not prestige. Because if you take away, if you get money but no time, you're dead. You, you have no time to enjoy it. The, the true secret of nature is time is the most precious resource time the true nature of character is to remember that people are your most precious resource and you are with them in time time is simply a geographical location of where you are moving in this universe that is it the same way you say over there, that's a geographic lo location. Time is this, it's where you're saying this is tomorrow at two. You're actually saying, and what I perceive to be tomorrow, and what I perceive to be two or 1400, 2 p.m. or 1400, at this geographical location, as the world unfolds, I'm going to be here. But you're always here. Because here is all there is. I'll give you an example. The reason time doesn't exist the way you think it does, Chantel, I'm mute your mic for me. Can you remember being five, six? I can remember things that happened. Can you remember the third grade? Can you remember the fifth grade? Yep. What's your first childhood strongest memory? My mom and dad separated. Okay, fair enough. How old were you? Five. 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 Now, how can you possibly remember something that no longer exists? Because you thought it. Ah. Okay. She said because you thought it. But how can you think something that doesn't exist? For, for if you, if you, you feel. Okay. But how can you feel something that no longer exists? Think about it. Mm. it the way Jim said death, the way you said time, the way you all say past, present, future, you're saying in my past, there is nothing. Ex nihilo is out of nothing. There is nothing there. But how can you have a memory of nothing? When you define what nothingness actually is, you can't even have consciousness in nothingness, nothingness, unless you're creative source, which is why you have that memory. I'll say it again. The only thing that ever existed in nothingness was God, Yahweh, source. Mm. 
bang. The only thing that ever existed in nothingness, nothingness, was the creative source in itself. Mm. And the reason why you can boldly say you remember when they separated is because your creative source is at that memory with you, bringing that realm into existence, thus allowing for that memory to be possible. Or if I was doing this spiritualist, since Brian is on the phone because he likes, you know, spirituality, God is everywhere. Omnipresent. That's it. <laughs> Even in your memories. <laughs> right? Even in memories that don't exist. So you see, I've already blown away your construct of time. Yes. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, hold on. Let me reflect on this for anybody that may have missed that because... I got you, Jim. I see you. I see my question, my question, you know, was looking at time in a... look The way I was looking at time. Not my question with time and how I use time in the question, but my perspective on time and how you just, okay. In the beginning, there was time and time was with time and time was time. Right. Antonio, can I jump in here a second with Chantel? Sure. Just to see if I heard you, Chantel, when you're talking about older individuals such as myself, et cetera, et cetera. Were you talking about like the maturation process of a thing? the the development of a thing the processing of like you know for instance you 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 get saved or whatever but walking it out into sanctification or whatever that's a process or mm -hmm. the miraculous versus something going through a process to develop to a higher level and then you I, say, why does it have to take so much time right and i told her it doesn't take yes that time. is what i meant yeah. It doesn't take time. It is an illusion. Mm. It is, it is, Earl Nightingale would tell you, all you have to do to get a thing is to think that thing and you already have it. Mm. And nothing can stop you from having it because thinking it already made it yours. It's already on the way. See, the, 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 the problem with prosperity, as you all are trying to understand it, is you have uh, these, you have general knowledge in your head that is keeping you away from understanding uh, prosperity. When I tell you, if you think a thing, it's already yours, you believe that intelligently, but not from awareness. And that's why it doesn't manifest itself. Because intelligently, you say, I can't, it can't already be mine because I'm not holding it. But, but if Chantel can remember the past, Chantel can also bring forth the future. And future Chantel is it, it, somewhere future Chantel is holding the option of what she desires. She's also holding the option of what she does not desire and infinity other options. There's an actual term for it. It's called superposition. One word, superposition together. Superposition says, this is a quantum fit. You don't get to deny superposition. It is hard science. It says that one molecule, one, one proton exists everywhere at the same time until the conscious observer observes it, and then it collapses where the conscious observer observes it. It's called the double slit theory. I invite you to Google entanglement, 
double slit theory, and superposition. I shall repeat, entanglement, double slit theory, and superposition. I am talking about all three right now. Without faith, I'm about to prove how awesome your God is if you're a believer. Without ever going spiritual, let me show you why God can be on everybody on this phone call and everybody in Afghanistan and everybody in Iraq and everybody in Canada all at one time because of superposition. Such as omnipresence. That you, the um, superposition is omnipresent. There's a simpler way to say it. Everything exists in a wave. And the moment you, you consciously observe that wave, it collapses to a particle. But the wave is infinite possibilities. The particle is the one thing that your auto-suggestion allowed you to collapse upon. You will, you will only ever collapse infinite possibilities until your level of belief or your level of awareness. I, I invite you, Google this. I am not making this up. This is hard science. And what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to wrestle with hard science proving that things rest in infinite possibilities past the general knowledge of someone telling you you can't exist in two places at one time because in the quantum world i don't differ with what you're saying i don't even take issue with any of that i think but in line with chantel's question what <coughs> i want something in between the gap is okay so we know this we believe these things and i certainly believe in omnipresence etc Right. So what I was doing was saying you as in second person. Desire, cool, if we desire but, to be a millionaire. Let's just take if we desire to be a millionaire. And Chantel says, well, why can't I be a millionaire tomorrow? And so this theory is saying, this proposition is saying, yes, we can. Yes. And I believe we have the ability to. But the question is, then why aren't we millionaires by tomorrow? Because the awareness and the intelligence is not an alignment. You are aware, but you're intelligent enough. You're intelligent, but your awareness isn't on the same frequency. So, and, and real quick, I'm sorry, Antonio. No, you're doing well. I have to say this though, because when it comes to that practicality of it, you know, millionaire today, um, can you be a millionaire tomorrow? You know, if you think it, if you put those in alignment and I am a pure example of that. Being when I took that step from knowing that what was not serving me was not serving me and then boom, coming into going, taking that, um, chance taking that leap of faith and doing it all doing all that it is that I know staying in alignment and staying with my source and me right now saying it is kind of like I can't even say it because I was just there you know and what I received is what I was in that moment was millionaire was what I was and when I, millionaire was what I was oh and it doesn't take time no you're doing good it doesn't take time it doesn't take when time. It takes putting question, them in alignment and staying in that source. It doesn't. When you ask the question why, that question is the worst question on planet Earth. It is yeah, filled with that. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why says I can't. Yes. So you manifest you can't be a millionaire tomorrow. Right. It is, it is quite logical that Chantel can have a million, million dollar idea tonight. Put it on paper. Tell somebody of a valuation company, do get it organized <coughs> with a legal entity. And that idea could be evaluated at a million dollars if it's strong enough by tomorrow. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's an actual possibility mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that we don't consider.
Jim, go ahead and I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up all the time stuff. Uh, first of all, right now, uh, I'm Take making fully responsible for causing a little rainbow umbrella to go around in my head to where I'm stuck on some stuff. So Good, sorry. good. That's, that's letting you know. hard to get your brain stuck. That's good. Then. <laughs> it's interesting that you're talking about time and a construct and even uh, death because as you know, you know, my loved ones recently have passed and so I'll consistently wonder especially if I'm hearing their voices and it's in a present sense is it a spirituality or is that they're living in another universe? Now, here's the other thing. Uh, I totally forgot what I was going to say because I'm so starstruck by what you were talking about earlier, about being omnipresent. It is is mind-blowing right now. I'm going to literally have to chew on that for a few days. But go ahead. You were going to say something. I, I got you. I'm going to wrap it all up. I'm going to say this is, this is Christian got that actually – I remember that I saw a video that someone explaining this here. He, I just put it in the chat. You can watch that video. He would explain how time doesn't exist, but I'm going to explain it as well. The, you, your illusion of time comes from the second law of thermodynamics. Second law of thermodynamics in, sim, in, in simple form says everything starts in order and then slowly unravels to disorder. And that gives you, this when JP was talking about process, order or right order to some sort of disorder life is order and you unravel to death disorder right that's the mm -hmm. unraveling that's where you get your if it wasn't for the second law of thermodynamics we wouldn't even have any concept of time see i'm not smart i have a lot of specialized knowledge in everywhere i am passionate about mm. i am passionate in quantum physics i am passionate in neurology and in neuroscience, I am passionate. I mean, passionate in universal laws. I am passionate in personal development. I am passionate in mathematics. So when people hear me talk, they go, "Holy smoke, this guy is a genius!" But I'm not. I have specialized knowledge in places that just make me look like one. That's all. That that's it. Time is only the present because you can't touch the future. You can influence it. You can do nothing about what you call the past. It's mm -hmm. over, so mm -hmm. you think, until Chantel decides to be God and create that past memory. I'll make you mm -hmm. in my image. And the only person that can think something and manifest something is God, thus making all of you connected to the creative source. Because if you can think it and create it, you have his power, its power, <coughs> source power, whatever school of thought you want to come. Time doesn't exist because all there is is time. All there is is time, and it's the most precious thing that you have. Mm. There is nothing else. It's only this moment. I'm going to go a few minutes over in class <coughs> because I can't let you leave here with half knowledge on this, this issue. Mm -hmm. Let me ask a good question about death. Now, I told you, you never die. Mm -hmm. To think that you, now, now I'm going to bump against some. Go ahead and bump it. I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to be polite here, okay? I'm going to challenge some, accidentally challenge some theological beliefs by answering Jim's question. Uh, 
my preface to you all, my preface to you all is, or my thesis to you all, I should say, is that you are the creative source, the extension of it. That's why I brought up Abraham Hicks, toaster and electricity. Or if you want me to do Genesis chapter one, verses 26 to 28, let us make man in our image. Okay, we, we, can, we, can, we can go to any school of thought that I'm an expert in and I give it to you. I, I totally give it to you, right? Oh, I'm also passionate in religion. That's why I know many other religions. I'm passionate in how, you know, how men worshiped things they cannot see. That is just is astounding to me to have real tangible faith in invisible things. I just love that how man can do that. I, I just love that. Nevertheless, death. Neil Donald Walsh would say death is, well, I don't want to quote him on that one because I'm, I'm not going to quote him right. Uh, a paraphrasing of Neil Donald Walsh, I'll do that. I feel five paraphrases in here because I'm not going to quote them right. It's you're, you're simply going back to who you were. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a deep conversation. And, but but it is proved, the reason I'm having it because it's proving specialized knowledge. How much faith would y'all have if you truly believe that you were of the same substance as God? PJ actually answered the question better than anybody else when she said the processes of things and starting from one place and then slowly becoming the full actualization of one thing. She answered it perfectly in Eastern Orthodox. Uh, Eastern Orthodox Christianity that has been uninfluenced by Western supremacy. <laughs> they have something called theosis. Now watch my hands if you can see me on screen. Theosis says man, excuse me, theosis says God from above became man. So can become God. It's the whole Understanding that I did I break up really up there? Yeah, oh, you man, messed up, up the whole yeah, internet with that. Oh, oh man. Okay, okay, here we go. Uh, here you go. Theosis says, Theosis says that God from above came below to man, so man below can go up and become God. Catholicism believes that. Even Protestants believe that. You say he came from above, so we can go to him. But I won't be God. Well, think about this for a moment. You're going to be perfect, sinless, and able to look at the Father face to face. The only other person can do that is Jesus, who is God. Okay? God from above became man. So man from below can become God. That's called theosis. Look it up. I'm not making this up. That's the process. You get it? Now, back to process, back to specialized knowledge. She answered the death question possible. I mean, she answered it better than anybody else by accident. Because when you die, air quotes, you simply become. Where the, where the arguments are kept? Where the arguments? Right, come on, where the arguments? Hey, hey. Right? <laughs> it is crazy. That I do this, so you can tell, I talk to lots of Muslims. And in fact, I shared on my wall today the Quran. Like I totally shared on my wall today the Quran. I had a bunch of, uh, I had a few Muslims inboxing me saying, man, thank you very much. Because I'm you know, like, man, I said, we're all one. Like, this is my belief. <laughs> I like this sutra, you know, I'm going to share this, right? You understand? And they were happy about that because of my influence in, 
Okay, yeah, Phil calls it re-identification. Yeah, definitely. I'm, yeah, you just get re-identificated. I have a different, well, the same belief, but a more <clears throat> in more detail, but we'll save that as not to blow all your minds, okay? All of this <clears throat> is specialized knowledge. And what I want you to understand is that there is nothing general about the God or source or whatever you want to call it or him, I respect, that you serve or believe in. PJ again hit it possibly greatly. She said, well, you know, Tempest, that's awareness. You actually defined awareness, PJ. The more I spend time with Tempest is the more without her communicating, I know when something's wrong. That's not intelligence. That's awareness. That's awareness that she can hear me over a phone and say, hey, what's going on? You can't see me. You heard my vocal vibration, but you have enough data on me to know it's not my line of normal. That's awareness, PJ. And if you can constantly think of awareness like that, you will constantly increase your awareness. The more you spend time with you, which is source, which is God, is the more you rise in that. There would be no wars if we all knew that every time I disrespected Carol, I was disrespecting source. And since I'm source, I'm disrespecting me. The great carpenter from Nazareth said, whatever you do unto the least of these, my brethren, you do also unto me. The great Hebrew from Bethlehem said, well, who founded Bethlehem, David is who I'm talking about, said, I've sinned against thee and thee only. No matter how you look at it, poverty, prosperity, and God, source, any other school of thought does not live on the road to poverty. He or she or it or source or whatever you want to say only manifests prosperity. In conclusion, and I'll break, watch that video on time, but I'll break it down even more uh, off camera to, to be respectable as people's times. But in conclusion, time is a construct that allows you to experience now because as source you get to experience all things at the same time which doesn't allow you to be human that probably went over some heads as god source you're everywhere at the same time you can't enjoy everything because you are everything you can't enjoy something because you're experiencing everything at the same time. It is equivalent to getting a pizza and putting every topping in the world on the pizza and then attempting to enjoy the pizza. It's too much. So what Source has to do is say, let us make Chantel in our image so I can limit my experience, my understanding of time, so all she have is the now. 
and what she would be able to do henceforth is enjoy what we have created because all she has is the now. And if you think about it, every time you put too much stock in your past, you can't enjoy your now. And every time all you're doing is thinking about your future, you can't enjoy your now. The only thing that you need to do on planet Earth is enjoy, experience, appreciate, manifest in, and dominate your now. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, 
have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.